Welcome to the podcast we call Soul Chaser, featuring stories from the book by the same name, Soul Chaser. This is Jordan Rich, and by my side is author Lauren Decker. We want to spend time with you today at soul level, awakening our spirits to the simple and beautiful idea that God is love and love is everywhere. And now, today's installment of Soul Chaser. Hello again, everyone. I'm Jim Deering, bringing you another of Lauren Paul Decker's stories here on Soul Chaser, the podcast. Stories with a Purpose by Lauren Paul Decker about how God shows himself and his grace in everyday things. Lauren's books, Soul Chaser, Rufus, and I Love You Church, are available at fine bookstores everywhere. Today's Bible verse is from the Old Testament book of Psalms, number 61 and verse 2. I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Our story today is called, When Mark Spoke. Lauren writes, I'm usually able to come up with words, because, well, I'm a writer and a minister. However, as I sit down to write about my friend Mark, I am nearly at a loss. Mark left this world for heaven in April of 2017. Just as winter was releasing its harsh hold on New England, so too Mark found his release from a body crippled with palsy. He lived 51 years in his prison of flesh. He could not walk or speak and had limited use of one arm, just enough to guide his electric wheelchair. But oh, the life he lived. Mark was apparently a normal baby upon birth. Within a short while, however, it was clear that his life would be nothing like normal. As he aged, his limbs atrophied and grew twisted. His verbal communication was a series of grunts and groans, mixed with a ready resemblance of a laugh. He endured feeding tubes and catheters with an acceptance born of a patient spirit. People often unknowingly insulted his intelligence by speaking loudly and slowly, but Mark graciously overlooked the misunderstanding and smiled his crooked smile at everyone he encountered. He was a beloved member of Lifehouse Church. Over the years that he attended, he helped build our congregation. Every new caseworker or caretaker that he employed was scheduled to work on Sunday mornings, so they'd have to come and attend church with him. Most of them joined our fellowship. The church softball team knew him as their assistant coach. During the summer nights when we would play ball, I would frequently check in with Mark on the sidelines to see the game's strategy that he had, that I was missing. Pulling out a spell board, he would often painstakingly spell out letter by letter, a detailed plan of how he would accomplish the win. He was our self-proclaimed worship leader. He zoomed around the auditorium in his electric wheelchair, often at high speeds, pumping his left arm and fist as a gesture of enthusiasm and praise. Periodically, I would hold his feeble arm in the air as high as he could extend it, 
for these were the times when I knew he wanted to lift his hands in worship. If you were new to the church, Mark sought you out and would purposely roll up right in front of your seat and start swinging away. Sometimes, in his exuberance, he would run over feet and pocketbooks. No one ever seemed to mind. What he provided was not embarrassment or concern, but a genuine inspiration and an invitation to praise. No matter what kind of week you had, you knew Mark faced a tougher struggle. If he was able to praise God despite his hardships, well then, what excuse did we have to hold back? On what was to be his last Sunday with us, he did something he had never done before. He pulled up beside my seat during worship and pointed to the microphone on my chair. It was clear that he wanted me to hold it for him. You want to speak to the congregation? I asked. He nodded in a determined fashion. He'd never asked to use the microphone before, but I knew this was going to be a God moment, so I announced that Mark had something to share. He began with his familiar groans as he spoke them. Awe fell over us. He went on for a short while, clearly working hard to express himself, and then ended with three long sighs that came from the depth of his soul. Silence followed, and there wasn't a dry eye in the congregation. Mark was telling us goodbye. Not two weeks later, I held his hand as he left us to be with Jesus. He took his last breath on earth in perfect peace. He drew in heaven's celestial air with his very next breath. I am certain that the feeble arm I used to hold high is strong now. His body is well, and yet I really don't believe his voice has changed much, for it was already perfectly understood. Dear God and our Heavenly Father, bless all those among us who suffer with a disability. We believe that you are able to shine in very bright ways through their condition, and you speak loudly through their silence. For you know that love is its own language. Please teach us to speak it. This has been Soul Chaser. We hope this program has caused you to consider the vastness of God's love for you. Nothing is going to change that reality, but love can certainly change you.